Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Purdy left, throw wide open, Debo Samuel uncovered, touchdown, San Francisco. They absolutely busted. When you bust, Brock Purdy will break you. What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Gold Standard Podcast. I am Rob Sats Guerrero alongside Levin Black. It is good to be a 49ers fan right now. They dominate the Arizona Cardinals 45-29 and clinch for the second straight year the NFC West title. Good times, good times. The uh, Rams winning didn't matter. The Seahawks, what happens next week or tomorrow, I should say, doesn't matter in terms of the NFC West. I think now that the NFC West is clinched, guess what? Last week, we had to root for the Cowboys, and then this week, we're going to root for the Seahawks tomorrow. And who knows what the hell is going to happen in that Seahawks game. Jalen Hurts is sick and didn't fly out with the team, took a separate plane. He's supposedly getting worse. Geno Smith, we don't know if he's going to play, so that game could be chaos, but let's keep it to this. I know how Jalen feels, too. Yeah, (laughs) you're sounding a little uh, worse for wear. Yeah, the whole house is down right now. Oh, that is rough, but. 49ers get the win. Let's focus on this game. Before we get started, just want to remind you, please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, rate, review, and follow the Gold Standard Podcast Network. We made our debut on 95.7 The Game this morning. We're going to be on every 8 a.m. every Sunday morning with you, so please catch us there. We're everywhere, baby. Gold Standard Network is everywhere. Yeah, damn, we're right we are. It's uh, a very good day. I, I wish I could be drinking. I'm not having a celebratory drink because I'm sick. So <laughs> that's okay. I'll be drinking enough for both of us. 
Well, at your size, that's dangerous. Yes, that's true. Uh, Larkin, <laughs> thank you very much for the super chat. This is the best team I've seen in my lifetime. By the way, I jumped on the 94 bandwagon and been stranded ever since. Remember Mike Nolan? I don't want to think about Mike Nolan <laughs> now. But you're right. This is absolutely an historic, potentially, 49ers team for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is Brock Purdy's on pace to throw for more than 4,000 yards, and the Niners are on pace to have four different players gain over 1,000 yards from scrimmage. That hasn't happened in quite some time. The defense, obviously, we know is good. A little banged up today. You know, I, I kind of expected a little more points from Arizona, which is what we saw in this one, but this team has all the makings of a special, special team. Yeah, I actually did uh, a little bit of math before we came on. Uh -oh. They are now on pace for the third best point differential in team history. And with the 45 points in this game, they are now at the fourth best points per game in 49ers history. Do you have any idea who number one is? What year? Uh, 1995. No, you probably meant 94. No, I didn't actually. I meant 95 because they had a really good offense in 95. Uh, no, 94 is third. Number one in points per game in 49ers history is 1948 at 35 plus. That was Joe Perry's rookie year. Number two, 1949, the very next year at 34 plus. I feel After like you get past those, you go down to 1994 where it was only 31 plus. It's because they had less games. That's why you're not familiar with it so they had less points scored on the season the Niners team record for points scored in a season is 1994 but in terms of points per game they were worse because in 48 they played 12 games in 49 they only played 14 how about this tweet from Tim Kawakami Niners are 15 and 0 after Halloween in the last two regular seasons 9 and 0 last year 6 and 0 this season and as he notes and counting Thank you very much, Larkin, for the donation. We appreciate it. Larkin's a YouTube channel member. If you want to become a YouTube channel member, please do. It's less than $3 a month. You get custom emojis. You get priority comment response. You get membership badges. And if you want to throw in an extra dollar a month, you will get early access to 49ers and 5, our daily five-minute Niners update. As soon as that's ready, you can get early access if you so choose. D-Ware, 5883. Thank you for the super chat. Purdy, 16 of 25, 242. Four touchdowns, 135.3 quarterback rating. Meanwhile, Dak Prescott does not have a single touchdown pass against the Buffalo Bills as the Ooh. Cowboys are getting smoked. He threw an interception. He did not have an interception before I came downstairs to record this 10 minutes ago. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Can't wait to hear the media tomorrow. The Dak crowd can. As that says, go pound yeah. sand. NFC West champs, baby. That's right. Tyreek Hill didn't play today. Dak Prescott was awful today against Buffalo. It looks good for Brock Purdy, MVP today, and it looks good for Christian McCaffrey, Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I mean, both of them. I mean, McCaffrey should be in the MVP conversation, but he's not going to be. He's currently the only player. I don't think he quite made 1,300 yards. Um, he's over 1,250 yards on the season. No other player is over 1,000, and only Mostert, Raheem Mostert, is over 900. So he's the only uh, running back over 1,000. And he's at 1,250. And in terms of scrimmage yards, he's at over, or he's just under 1,800. And Tyreek Hill is the next closest at over 1,500. So he's got almost 300 yards in terms of scrimmage yard lead as well. And then you have the 20 touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey, ho-hum, another three touchdown yeah. day. He now has 20 on the year. 20 
touchdowns on the season. No 49er has done that since Jerry Rice had 23 touchdowns back in the day. He is definitely offensive player of the year. He was the primary focus of the offense today. Up until, I think, late in the third or early fourth quarter, he was the only 49er that carried the ball for them, and he just absolutely dominated the Cardinals today. Yeah, it looked like he uh, is a little banged up. He, he had his knee getting looked at multiple times. Yep. So I'm guessing that there'll be a, a little bit of a report there. He did play through it, but I think that's why they got him out pretty early. Same with Purdy. Purdy originally looked like a concussion because he did take a hard hit to the head, but it ended up being his non-throwing shoulder. And he got out of there pretty early too. And as well, they should. That's exactly yep. what you should do at this point in the season. Let's get to some more Super Chats. Andre, YouTube channel member, says, MV Pur- MV Purdy, let's hope Armstead and Hargraves don't miss any more games because these backup defensive yeah. tackles can't stop a nosebleed. Overall, this offense looks great. Purdy is great against the Blitz. Just think yeah. about this. The 49ers, this is a good tweet from John Lund. The Cardinals ran for 234 yards on the day. It's the most the Niners have allowed since giving up 265 to the Cowboys in a 40 to 10 loss at home in 2017. The Ravens obviously next week have the best rushing offense in the league. But think about that. The Niners gave up all those yards. It didn't matter at all. They blew the doors off the Cardinals 45, 29. And honestly, the Cardinals got their last touchdown in complete garbage time. That's how good this offense is functioning right now, that you could give up that many rushing yards, and it doesn't matter. I mean, it didn't matter because the Cardinals receivers suck. (laughs) Just call it what it is. I saw the graphic. It was midway through the third quarter. Kyler Murray had like 130 yards passing, and all but 110 of it was to tight ends. So 20 yards passing to the wide receivers. I don't know what it ended up at, um, but yeah, like the wide receivers just weren't, aren't good enough for the Cardinals. That, that That's their problem. And that meant that the running yards didn't matter because they couldn't pass to make an, a large enough difference to keep pace with the 49ers offense. And that's, that's the problem when you're facing the 49ers. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you might be able to move the ball, but you got to finish every single drive and score a touchdown every single time or the offense is going to outpace you. It's kind of like, you know, facing the, the Chiefs or the Colts before them, you know, with Peyton Manning, where you got to outscore that offense. The problem is the Niners defense is normally really, really, really good. So it's easier said than done. Lauren Klein says, we lose or barely win this game with Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, there's going to be people that try and discount Brock Purdy's four touchdowns. It doesn't count. Debo was wide open. Christian McCaffrey was wide open on one. Yeah, you know why Christian McCaffrey was wide open? Because Brock Purdy had pressure up the middle bailed out of the pocket, spun to his left, and then was able to find McCaffrey on a broken play for a wide-open touchdown. Yeah, the defender on McCaffrey was coming up to stop Purdy from scrambling because he was the only one there. So So you can sit there and try and say, well, this doesn't count, that doesn't count. See, ha, 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 all you 49er fans are stupid, but you're just wrong. You just got to watch the game and see what happened, and that's Brock Purdy making a play, and that's what he has done consistently this season for this team. Yeah, he had multiple really good plays. I mean, that that's one of them. Like, you could freeze frame that, and I bet somebody will. They'll freeze frame that Christian McCaffrey touchdown and go, really, anybody could do this, and ignore everything that went into it prior. But then you also have the play immediately before that one, and that was the long Kittle catch and run 
which was Purdy recognizing the blitz that they were sending two guys from the same spot and Kittle was going to be going right into the vacated spot that they were going to be leaving so that it was catch it and throw it instantly. If he didn't do that, he was sacked on that play. He had to recognize it pre-snap. You weren't going to be able to recognize that post-snap. And then you also have the uh, the last touchdown, the Debo touchdown. Like that is a picture perfect throw. If that ball's anywhere else, it's not a touchdown. He put it in the only spot that Debo could get to it and have a touchdown. Otherwise, I mean, if he leads Debo, it's probably an interception because the DB had a better angle at it. Or if he throws it anywhere else, it's probably hitting off the back of the DB. He threw it in the only spot he could. Perfect back shoulder throw. You're absolutely right. I actually forgot about that. I Scott says, Rob, how much hair did you lose when Ronnie Bell almost fumbled? Hashtag embrace the Woody. Uh, so the first half of this game, Levin, what could have gone very, very differently for the 49ers. Christian yeah. McCaffrey was banged up. Brock Purdy, we were worried, is it a concussion or what is it when he comes out of the game? Yeah. I actually got a text from you that said this game is a nightmare. Yeah. And you're 100% right. And then Ronnie Bell, right before the half, fumbles the kick return and, and got called down. And thank God it was because Arizona had picked it up and scored a touchdown. That would have changed the whole tenor of this game. Yet it went the 49ers way. And here's the 49ers in the second half. Touchdown, punt, touchdown, touchdown, field goal. They just absolutely pulled away and accelerated from the Cardinals after the halftime whistle. Yeah, can we, can we talk about that uh, punt that could have been fumbled? One, Rowdy Bell, I tweeted it out. You could see that coming. Every time he returned the ball, you're going, wow, he is holding that ball out like this when he's running with it. Like, you can't do that as a returner. So you knew he was going to fumble eventually. But then two, Charles Davis, learn the damn rules. You've been doing this for what a decade plus at this point. Like, come on. I, I was, I, yeah, I was losing my mind. He was like, "Oh, it looks like his hand was down." It's like you can clearly see his elbow is down, and elbow means you're instantly down. Like, what are you looking at? Use your eyes. And then he goes on to say, "Well, if your forearm is down, you're not actually down." No, the rule is your That's forearm right. is you're down. What are you talking about? Your hand keeps you up. Your forearm makes you down. That's the way that I went and looked at the rule while they were replaying it, it, the way the rule reads for the NFL is if anything other than your feet or your hands touches down, you are down. Right. Uh, but luckily, again, could have changed the whole game, went the 49ers way, and they took advantage of those opportunities. That is the mark of a good team. Every team gets opportunities to win every game, except for maybe Dallas today against the Bills because they suck. But other than that, it's what you do with those opportunities that define how the game turns out. Jason PDSI, YouTube channel member, says, I know we were down Hargrave and Armstead, but that tackling was OG State, Jake from State Farm hideous. It, they missed a lot of tackles today. And I think it's something, you know, they didn't have their studs. Also, I think they are a little bit tired. I think you're starting to see that a little bit coming off an emotional game last week to Seattle. You know, maybe a little bit of a letdown also. Plus, so much of this game was a blowout at the end. I kind of think everybody was going through the motions. Something I'm sure Shanahan's going to harp on this week. The the tackling was, I mean, it's not good. A lot of it, I think, was because they were, they were having to, like, crash down on a screen and things like that to where it was easy for the running backs to cut back because the guy was coming full speed one way. I'm not giving them any excuses. They have to adjust for that. But the tackling is something to watch as we go forward because, you know, teams watch film. If they see that's happening on screens, they're going to start screening the 49ers to death. And by the way, 
early in the game, you also saw the the 49ers uh, defensive end, uh, Cleveland Farrell. He was crashing in, which was allowing Murray to escape out. If he keeps crashing in like that, you're going to see teams start running screens right behind him. You have to be disciplined when it comes to your rush, especially, especially against Kyler Murray and especially against Lamar Jackson next week. Joey Lovey says this run defense won't win uh, against the Ravens or win a championship. Now, I wouldn't freak out over one game again. Right. You know, they came in number one in rushing. Right. And the 49ers won the game 45-29. So let's not freak out. Is it something that, yeah, you'd like to see be better? Yes. I would also like to see how the defense looks with Hargrave and Armstead in there uh, to your starting defensive yeah. tackles in the game. So let's let's not freak out. Uh, Chris says Brock Purdy is the clear MVP favorite now. Fred and George were horrific today. Fred Warner missed a tackle that led to a huge touchdown run by Arizona yeah. late in this one. Um it's Fred. Like, again, I'm not going to get on him too much. Yes, he missed the tackle. Yes, he'd like to clean that up. I'm sure he knows that. But also, where the hell were the safeties on that long run, too? There was nobody there once Warner missed the tackle. Yeah, It's true. There was also a, a coverage that you saw Fred Warner. Uh, it allowed a long reception. And then he he almost it looked like he was yelling at Greenlaw. But on the replay, I noticed, okay, Greenlaw had the underneath coverage, and there was a receiver that leaked out there. Greenlaw had to go down. Warner didn't recognize that. I, I think Warner just missed that, that he didn't recognize that Greenlaw's having to cheat down. I need to stay with this receiver the whole way. Antonio says it was a great game, but I'm worried about the team's health. We got to win out and the Ravens game is going to be a bloodbath. Bosa was dinged up in this game. I mean, Bosa has weird luck when it yeah. comes to injuries. Remember last year he got hurt in the Eagles NFC championship game on the sideline because the guy crashed yeah. into him. This one, he got a little dinged up because Randy Gregory shoved a guy off yeah. of him into the back of Bosa's leg, but he did return in that one. But Diamandor Lenore has a rib injury. We got to find out about that. Diamandor Lenore was everywhere today, flying around. Uh, obviously, Armstead, Hargrave, we already know about. Uh, Kalia Davis left the game with an ankle injury. So, yeah, I mean, the injuries, it's, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. But at least the Niners have an extra day next week because they play on Monday. They're going to need it. I mean, the defense especially is banged up. Like, you're sitting at, what, six, seven starters dealing with something? Like, Mooney Ward was question mark. Greenlaw was a question mark. They both played. Yep. I didn't see any signs that it affected them. Mooney Ward made his statement in this game that he Ooh. should be an all-pro. So, hopefully those guys are free and clear in this coming week. But a lot of the defensive starters are dealing with stuff, and it it, it, it's something that could end up biting them with this Christmas game against a Ravens offense that, I mean, it's Lamar Jackson. <laughs> you got to be otherworldly to be able to stop him. The nice thing is though, because of how today has gone down, if you lose, and I'm not saying the 49ers will, but if they happen to fall, it's not as damaging because Dallas got smoked 31 to 10 yeah. today. We don't know what's going to happen. If the Eagles happen to lose to the Seahawks, the Niners can afford to lose that Ravens game, especially being against an AFC team. It's not the worst thing in the world. So, you know, hopefully there's some wiggle room there. Certainly the Niners have put themselves, they've earned this position that they are now in. 4K Crazy YouTube channel member, shout out to you, says, remember Purdy's S2 cognition test result. It was elite. It's showing in his play that pass to Debo near the end was so on the money. You cannot blitz Brock Purdy. You can't yeah. do it. He, I mean, please feel free to continue to do it, but he has shown he will kill you, and he is showing some downfield accuracy like that throw to Debo where that's why even though I was worried the Cardinals might put up a little more points today than normal, 
When you have a good quarterback, that doesn't matter, and it absolutely didn't matter today. When you have a quarterback who is elite at the mental aspect, th- th- there's no answer. That, that's there, There's very few quarterbacks who are at Purdy's level in the mental aspect of the game, at the ability to recognize, get through reads, anticipation, all of that. Purdy, I think, is near the top, if not at the top in terms of those things. And when you have that, whatever you do defensively, he's going to diagnose and figure out fast enough to make a play. And that's the problem. So even if he is physically not as gifted as some people, he can outperform them because he will see the open guy faster than the next guy. Mike Honcho says, Brock isn't an MVP, but Sam Darnold comes in and throws two inaccurate passes. BCB for MVP. I'm well. not going to lie that that Darnold throw when he came in for Purdy, when we thought Purdy was hurt, he, he bought time. And then he's going back across the field. Kittle is open going down the sideline, but he underthrows it so badly. It almost turned into an interception. It was like good. Well, I'm sorry. I was going to throw a cuss word in there. I was <laughs> going to say good gracious. Purdy is different because that was, it gave me flashbacks, if I'm being honest. It gave me flashbacks to Jimmy Garoppolo because that's what Jimmy used to do when he had turnovers a lot would be, oh, I'm panicking here. Let me throw back across the field, and I don't have the arm strength for it, which we all thought – I thought Darnold was supposed to be like Steve Young-like with the arm. Clearly, right. he's not. Greatest thrower of the football the 49ers have yeah. ever had, said mm-hmm. Matt Mayoko. Remember, never forget that. Uh, Gabe yeah. Baroni says, happy to see Jake Moody make a field goal. It's been a while. Nice to see Moody got in there. Christian McCaffrey looks good. Debo looks good as a receiver, which is really encouraging. You love to see that because, you know, sometimes he can disappear a little bit, but he seems to be coming on. Kyle Shanahan said he's playing his best ball, and that absolutely looks to be continuing in this game. Debo on the day, four catches, 48 yards, two touchdowns. I believe he has seven touchdowns in his last three games, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Seven touchdowns in last three games. Like he, he's definitely turned it on at the end of this year. And it's great to see because when he's on the offense is unstoppable because everything else is there. It's, it's fantastic right now on offense. It's so much fun to watch. You know, I was hosting on ESPN radio earlier today and I was hosting the, one of their NFL shows that we were going around to all the different games in the early matchup. That Jets-Dolphins game, just watching the Jets on offense, it looks like a Madden game that's too difficult for them. And right now, the 49ers look like a Madden game that's too easy for them. Again, 45 points today. It's the most points they've scored in a game since that famous Saints game in 2019. Is it not the third game with 40-plus this season as well? Plus, they're now over 30 points per game on the season. So over 30 points per game. They're still only third because the Cowboys got a late touchdown that got them back above, but they did take over the lead for point differential. So the, they are they're on pace, like I said earlier, to be the third best point differential in 49ers history at over 240 points. So 240 points in 17 games. Think about that. Like, that's crazy. Or actually, sorry, it was 240 before Arizona got that late touchdown. 231 is what they're on pace for, which is darn near 15 points per game the nfl put out a tweet points scored by the niners in each week during their six game win streak 34 27 31 42 28 
45. It is, we are at the point now where you got to score 30 to even have a shot against this team. And with that defense, good freaking luck. Uh, Flav watching on YouTube says, do you guys have the same interior decorator? No. <laughs> Along with my background. I like it. I got 49er stuff. I got, I guess we both have tan walls and 49er stuff. I, I don't know, but yeah, the Niners in that streak are averaging over 34 points per game. Uh, I think 34 and a half. So it's an amazing streak, but at the same time, it's not that far above what they're doing on the season. Like I said, they're over 30 points per game. Right. And in that streak, they're at 34 and a half. So it's not, it's not like they're, oh, wow, they're completely different than what they were earlier this season. You know, before that, they put the 42 points up on the Cowboys. Chris Waddell says, you basically thought I was dumb last week for calling out tackling. Showed its ugly head again. Better shore that up because the Ravens love to run. I didn't call you dumb, but I just wanted to point out that the Niners kicked the hell out of the Seahawks. That's all. It was, I'm not going to get super mad about it. Oh, the tackling was bad. They won 45 to 29. Do you want to see it improve? Absolutely. You're 100% right, Chris. I'm. I'm there with you, but I'm not going to sit here and crush them today because again, they won 45, 29. Dumb. You should hear the things Rob says about you off the air. Oh, that is no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Chris, Couldn't resist. Is, congrats on the new radio show, by the way. How did that go this morning? Uh, if you missed it, we were on 95, seven, the game as we will be every Sunday morning, 8 a.m. Pacific time breaking down the game that started this week. We're, we're super excited about it. Thrilled to be part of the 95, seven, the game family. Uh, it went well this morning. You know, it's a little different doing a radio show as opposed to a podcast, but we'll get yeah. there. A little less uh, laid back. And yeah, I mean, you, you got to be on it because the time, you know, this, I can sit here and talk for five minutes without you getting a single word. And it's not a big deal. Radio, like it's, you got, you got a certain amount of time. So you got to be a little more succinct than, the rambling crap that I put in here for the podcast and YouTube rambling crap. Definitely <laughs> the key word in this one. You sure. met Mooney Ward a little while ago. We got to give Mooney Ward some love. He gets, not only does he play in this game, which we weren't totally sure he was going to play. He gets a pick six. I think on the Cardinals second possession of the game, they were going for it on fourth down. It was fourth and four. He intercepts the pass, takes it all the way back to the house. When maybe you thought like, Oh, the Cardinals seem to be moving the ball pretty good. No, thank you. Mooney Ward, 66-yard touchdown. And then he also had an interception late in this game. He's had a couple dropped interceptions in the past few weeks. He is playing on an absolute another level right now. He deserves some love. Yeah, he should be an all-pro. He is one of the two best cornerbacks in the league this year, in my opinion. He's locked down DK Metcalf, followed him around, didn't allow him to do anything. And like you said, he has four interceptions now. He got a pick six. He's on a different level, especially like – you want to talk about a change since the bye week? Mooney Ward has been on a different level since the bye week. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And it's awesome because if you have a guy that can follow the other teams, number one, and do it consistently, that opens up so much other things for your defense. And honestly, the whole 49ers secondary right now has been playing damn well, damn good. Diamondor Lenore, like we said, he has a rib injury, so we don't know. But they've been playing lights out recently, and they deserve flowers. Steve Wilkes gave them their flowers. Was it this week or last week? One, once in the last two weeks, but they've absolutely deserved it. Gameplan.exe watching on Twitch. Shout out to everybody watching on Twitch. I love you. He says, Lambling, uh, Levin rambling crap black. Hard to say, but it's true. Sure. I, I'm here for it. I can ramble some more if you want. Carlos says, give it up for Levin playing hurt in parentheses sick. Uh, sign me two nine says I was starting to lose faith in Mooney, but he stepped up after the bye week. Yeah. It's a good player, man. He really is. Uh, I know he doesn't get the love necessarily that some other corners get, but he's really good. And he also has the attitude and the swagger too. part of the swagger from the defense comes from Mooney Ward. And I'm here for it because you think you need a little of that on defense and he's got it. I mean, he, he's a true number one cornerback and the Niners got him at a discount. Like they did not pay top of the market for him. He, he was paid below the top of the cornerback market. And now it's even more of a discount because it's been two years, but he, he is a true lockdown corner. Like he, he's a true lockdown corner. I would put him in, in that. And that that's what you need. Like being able to have a single lockdown corner allows you to cheat to the other side. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Uh, by the way, if you're watching on the stream, you can see the Niners 2023 NFC West Championship T-shirts. It says, it's a lock, and it just has 2023 NFC West champs. Uh, there's also the hat in the picture, which looks like a pretty standard hat. I don't know where you come down on this, Levin. I do not buy, like, division title merchandise. That's not – I will buy championship merchandise if it happens, but I don't buy – and I'm talking Super Bowl championship, not NFC championship. I don't buy any of that because if you don't finish the job, I will just have a sour taste in my mouth with that shirt or that hat or whatever it is, so I wouldn't get it. So I don't know if you do, but I won't be getting the uh, NFC West shirt, even though congratulations for winning the division. I don't like anything that's instantly dated. You know <laughs> what I mean? I like to get my use out of out of stuff. Like I have a Niners jacket that I've had for 10 years now. I bought it when I was in San Francisco. And I still wear the heck out of that thing. Like I like to get my use out of something. And like this is the 49ers. It, it's the division titles are nice, but that's not the name of the game. So yep. I'm not gonna wear a division title where the Super Bowl wasn't won in that year. Exactly. You know, you win a Super Bowl like this is a sports illustrated chronicle of the nineteen ninety-four season, then I'll get something that might be dated. Right, because that lives forever. I mean right. It becomes dated because time passes, but it still lives forever. Simon 29 watching on Twitch says championship merch or nothing. 100%. Chris Waddell is still upset about the tackling. He says, I think it's a product of the way they play with their hair on fire all the time. And maybe they over pursue a bit. Yeah. Same as why the misdirection can burn them at times. I think that's fair. I would agree with that. Uh, we know how this team plays. They swarm the ball carrier. It's burned them a couple of times. It burned them last week against Seattle where 
I can't remember who the running back was. I think it might have been um, a guy from Notre Dame. I can't remember his name. But anyway, he ran all the way back across the field for a big gain. Connor? No, I'm talking last week for Seattle. Oh, but oh, oh. Anyway, uh, speaking of Connor, by the way, can I just say I hate James Connor? I feel like he plays well against the 49ers every time they play. He <laughs> carries 86 yards in this one. Uh, also had uh, three catches for three yards receiving, had a touchdown in the game, six yards per carry. For some reason, you know, there, there are some times where just for whatever reason, matchups give people trouble. Even like Hall of Famers have trouble against guys that are not Hall of Famer. James Connor just plays well against the Niners. I mean, he did have a ton of touchdowns last year, so not just against the Niners, but I can't remember if he led the league or if he was close to it. I think I think maybe Jamal Williams led the league, but he had like 14, 15 touchdowns last year. Look, he, he's a good player. He's not otherworldly, but I do think he's uniquely capable of beating the 49ers because he can break tackles. Yeah, that's And true. so that, that Fred Warner tackle that comes in that normally saves the day gets broken. The Greenlaw tackle that comes in and saves the day before it turns into 10 yards gets broken. I'm going to keep an eye on some of the post-game comments. I did want to point this out, though. Jason Waltz says, one angry bird yet left. And that's correct. The 49ers are on the bird gauntlet, as it's been called. They beat the Seahawks on Thanksgiving. They beat the Eagles. They beat the Seahawks again. They've beaten the Cardinals today. Just have the Ravens up next on Christmas. I don't know. Has any team ever beaten all the bird teams in the regular season in the same year? I don't know. It's like the 12 days of Christmas. You know, almost every day is about birds. If you don't know what that song is actually about, they're all different types of bird gifts. And the Niners are getting a bird gift every single week. How'd you like to get 23 bird gifts for Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do have some uh, updates on stats. Oh. I, uh, d- Computed a little bit while you were talking. Of course. Not Purdy is up to on pace for 35 passing touchdowns. That is more than Jeff Garcia ever had. It is only one shy of Steve Young's career high that he did in 1998. So it would be the most a 49ers quarterback has had in 25 years. And it's only one behind the team high. That is just incredible consider where we were with Brock Purdy in the summer we didn't even know when he would be back he had a career saving elbow surgery and now he is here firmly and I would say inarguably leading the MVP conversation on December 17th I wanted to share this one Uh, Kate Rooney took a picture of Fred Warner from the postgame podium Fred has got the NFC West championship hat on it says gotta put the hat on forward so everybody knows I'm a champion that's a little shot at Colin Cowherd, I would imagine. Yeah, I still want uh, – I can't remember who said it. It might have been Grant. For Purdy to, like, get a custom-made hat that's both <laughs> forward and backward, has two bills on it, because that would be hilarious. Brock doesn't really he, – He doesn't care. Doesn't care. Although, you know – He's got that Joe Montana where he doesn't care, and when he's done and retired, you probably won't hear from him very much. He doesn't care, but like he was asked this week, I think it was Grant actually that asked him, are you a game manager? Basically respond to the comments from Cam Newton. And Brock said, oh, you know, he gave the, oh, shucks. I don't really get into all that. But he had this smile on his face like, oh, yeah, I'll show you. And how did he do today? 16 of 25, 242 yards and four more touchdown passes. I feel like he doesn't show it publicly a lot, but. He, he's got a little kind of F you to him on the field. 
That's a crap game by Purdy. That's <laughs> below his season average for completion percentage, and that's below his season average for passing yards. Two out of the three. Jeez. Boy, Do that... better. Do better, please. Come on, Brock. Got to pick it up. Uh, Patrick Lucero <laughs> says, bought a Lance jersey and got burned, but Purdy's play is convincing me to buy again. He's ready to be hurt again, Levin. Uh... Even though I agree with Levin that I would never buy one. The Jersey game is a tough game to be in, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I've been having thoughts. Oh, uh, boy. The $100 plus dollars the jerseys cost these days. I know. Tends to stop that thought. They're so well. expensive. Like, I, I just prefer stuff like this. You know what I mean? I, I don't right. like, I don't know, I kind of grew past. I used to wear a jersey every Sunday. And if the Niners won, I had a tradition of wearing a jersey on Monday. Uh-huh. And that kind of died as I went into adulthood and I didn't necessarily have the freedom to wear what I want on Sunday and Monday and all that. And I don't wear jerseys very much anymore, but there is something different about wearing a jersey on game day still for me. The problem is, is every freaking time I buy one, something happens to that player and I don't even get a year out of it. Right. I think for the sake of the team, don't hold off on that. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. Do the right thing, Levin. Uh, Chris, what else? I'll buy a Sam Darnold one. (laughs) I know uh, Robert Beal didn't have any stats, but he looked explosive off the line. He might be a good addition with more development. Yeah, we got to see a little bit of Robert Beal at the end of this game. You can't have enough good players, especially good defensive linemen, especially at this point in the season. So if he can provide anything, that's going to be the cherry on top of the Sunday. Uh, Boatswain Boogie 3 YouTube channel member says, I want the Lions in the playoffs. The Lions absolutely smoked the Denver Broncos. I believe that was yesterday. Um, but I think the 49ers would have their way with the Lions. Here's the thing. I don't really care who the matchup is. The Niners are healthy. They're winning. Like, that's it. If they stay healthy, they are winning. I don't care who the matchup is, Levin. That was going to be my reaction. I don't give a shit who we play. Hey, I'll play any of them. They beat the forty, the Cowboys by thirty-two. They beat the Eagles by nineteen. I'll play any of them. Doesn't guarantee they're going to win, right? You know, crap happens. But they put up forty-two points on the best teams in the NFC. So I'll play anybody. We don't have to play you. You have to play us. That is the especially if we keep that number one seed, right? Because they won. They beat the Eagles by nineteen in Philadelphia. So that would change, obviously, if it was at home. Uh, Sinan says MV Purdy. Let's eat some more bird meat next week. Hashtag go Niners. We appreciate all of our YouTube channel members taking a quick scan of the old Twitter machine. As they say, trying to find out if anybody else had anything to say at the podium. Uh, I know Kyle was talking about clinching the NFC West. Um, I don't see anything specific. If anybody has heard it or seen it in the chat, hit me up because uh, obviously we'd like to react to it. Yeah, I mean, I can throw in some more stats here. Uh, Purdy is up to, or actually he's down, but he's still over 4,600 yards on pace for, which would be setting the record, the team record by over 300 yards. Like I said last week, he's on pace to break the record, even if he only got the 16 games that the other guys got. Um, So people are trying to discount the despair, the difference in play uh, performance today by Dak and Brock Purdy. Remember Dak, was awful against the Buffalo Bills. Didn't uh, threw an interception. Didn't throw a touchdown pass. And Purdy obviously with the four touchdowns. And so someone pointed that out. Oh, would you rather face the Buffalo D or the Arizona D? Josh Dubow of the Associated Press. Brock Purdy, 
36 of 46 against Arizona's defense so far this year. 525 yards, five touchdowns, no picks, and 150 rating. Dak Prescott, 25 of 40 against Arizona, 249 yards, a touchdown, a pick, and a 78 rating. Again, any way you can think of to try and discredit Brock Purdy, and it doesn't work. Like, um, people are spending so much time and effort to try and belittle him and discount his play and explain why it doesn't count. None of it holds up. At some point, you have to admit he's just good. Like, that's it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I posted those Prescott stats uh, before we came on because I thought the same thing. Like, I wanted to jump the gun yep. on pushing back against that. Oh, well, he, they played a better defense. Yeah, the Buffalo defense is good. They're not great. Okay. They, they put up, there's been teams that put up points on them. The Cowboys sucked. It was 31 to three at one point in that game. They got blown out. Every time they play a good team, other than last week when they played the Eagles, guess what happens? They don't just get beat. They get blown out. The Niners blew them out. The Bills blew them out. They lost to these Cardinals by double digits. And by the way, the Cowboys may be good at home. They're 7-0 and at home. Their average score is 40-15, to as John Lund points out on Twitter. On the road, they're 3-4, and four, and their average score is 22-22. to 22. Here's who the Cowboys have beaten on the road. The Giants, the Chargers, the Panthers. They have combined for a record of 12-30. and 30. So when the Cowboys are not playing at home, they're not, it's not just they're not the same team. They're bad on the road. B-A-D bad. And right now it looks like they're going to have to go to San Francisco if it comes down to it. So good luck. Yeah, the the, the Cowboys are not getting the number one seed. That, that much is clear because the Niners would have to lose two out of the last three for the Cowboys to even have a chance. And that would chance would be the Cowboys have to run the table. So the, the Cowboys are going to have to be on the road at some point in these playoffs, assuming they even get that far. I mean, they haven't been in the NFC championship game in almost 30 years. So, right. And Oh, by the way, in case you're wondering, the Cowboys are in Miami next week. So another road game. And then they fin. they also have another road game. They have Miami at Miami next week, home against Detroit the week after. And then their final game of the season is also on the road in Washington. So two out of the last three games for the Cowboys are away from the friendly confines. So yeah, let's just, it ain't looking good for Dallas right now. Slow down on the Brock or the uh, Dak MVP talk. Slow down on the big bad Cowboys. Because once again, they have been weighed, measured, and come up wanting. I mean, at, at this point, I think the, the way you can phrase it is the MVP is Purdy's to lose. He hasn't won it yet. It's not, he doesn't have a big enough lead to, to be the MVP. But he is, without a doubt, the leader now. He, he is the guy that could lose it. And yeah, it should be said that Monday night matchup against the Ravens mm-hmm. may very well decide the MVP because it's going to be a national stage on a holiday where everybody's at home watching. It's going to probably be a very highly watched, high rating game. And if, say, Purdy has a bad game and Lamar has a good game, Lamar will be the talk of the town and become the MVP favorite. And whereas if Purdy has a really good game against the Ravens defense on national TV, people will go see he can do it even on the big stage against a great defense. Right. And and if he has a bad game, people will be like, see, see, even though they're ignoring the Eagles game and ignoring the Cowboys game when he was awesome. Chris, what else says, could Josh Allen sneak into the MVP talk? He's the touchdown leader. 
So the Cowboys, uh, I'm sorry, the Bills won 31-10 today. Do you know Josh Allen's stats in the game? I saw he was 7 of 15 towards the end of the game at one point. Yes, 7 of 15 for 94 yards. He did have a passing touchdown, and he also carried the ball eight times for 24 yards with a rushing touchdown. But like... It was James Cook. Yeah, it was weird. James Cook cooked the Cowboys. (laughs) It was not like a huge Josh Allen game. Uh, So I think that works to Purdy's advantage. But you're right. It comes down to Monday night. It comes down to the Baltimore game. He's got to play well if he wants to win the MVP. And I think he will. There's no reason to think he won't at this point. This is the thing about the MVP. Narrative matters. He's got to have a narrative throughout the season to get the votes at the end. Josh Allen's narrative this season has been, wow, the Bills can't get over the hump. They keep losing. And, oh, Josh Allen has turnover problems. Now, I think the turnover problems were a little overblown. Yes. yes, it is true, but he is the touchdown leader, so he balances it. But the simple fact is, when you get to the end of the season, the voters are going to go, oh, it's between so-and-so and Josh Allen. Let me look. Oh, the Bills are at best seven losses. You know what I mean? Like, the Niners could lose out, and they they wouldn't have seven losses. So they're going to have a better record. And the uh, the Ravens are going to have a better record in all likelihood. So that's going to be like the tiebreaker that even if Josh Allen has an amazing end to the season, the narrative isn't there for him and the team record isn't there for him. Right. And that, you're right. Narrative is a massive, massive part of it. Uh, Sire says if Lamar wets the bed, he's out. Um, True. Oh, that's they. So they play tonight. Yeah, they still they still have to play. They have not played yet. Yeah, they play that's Jacksonville right. tonight, Sunday night yeah. football. Uh, that's you know I agree. If you have a bad game against Jacksonville, which by the way, just pointing out, Brock Purdy played against the Jacksonville Jaguars earlier this year, put up 296 yards and three touchdowns. Just, <laughs> you know, like again, it's like every time you look, it's like damn, 13 in red, really good. Oh, he had a good game here. He had a good game at home. He had a good game on the road. He had a good game against Jacksonville. It's just, it's getting harder and harder to just discount him from the playoff picture. Uh, Larkin, YouTube channel member, says, remembering when Sam Darnold entered the game and I died inside. <laughs> yeah, that, that's when I texted Rob that this is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Uh, because McCaffrey went out, I think, the play before, and then uh, Purdy went out. But I'm just sitting here, you know, we've been talking about Purdy for, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes, pretty much. And... <laughs> It made me laugh because I had the thought, you know what we were saying all offseason? Do you know what our probably most common refrain was? Can we just stop having to talk about the quarterback position? Right. And the backup. And now it's, can we talk about the quarterback position more? Because <laughs> it's fun. It's talking about the MVP. Right. When you have a guy that's in firmly in the conversation and leading the MVP conversation, it's pretty damn good to talk about and pretty fun to talk about. Um I'm just seeing, I'm just checking 49ers Twitter. 49ers beat writers are making jokes at one another. They think they're funny when they're not actually funny. Uh, looking at some comments from Shanahan, he said he doesn't know the extent of the rib injury to Diamondor Lenore. Uh, he said he thought Lenore got stepped on. Ouch. Uh, that's not ideal, but that's going to be something to keep an eye on. We know, don't listen to what Kyle says today after the game when it comes to injuries. Pay attention to the conference call that he's going to have tomorrow afternoon that's when he'll know more guys will get scans and x-rays and mri and all that stuff so it's going to be a thing to keep an eye on going forward every team is beat up it's not just the 49ers but we got to pay attention to that a matthew raleigh says i'm a michigan fan go blue and a niners fan this is the best football year of my life this can't be real about the michigan part well 
how did we lock into this kid, Brock Purdy? It's one of the most insane NFL stories of my lifetime. The last pick in the draft, the last uh, quarter, the last quarterback picked in the draft had never even started a game in NFL history. And not only is Brock Purdy starting games, he's winning games. He's winning them relentlessly. Yeah. The, the previous best quarterback that was Mr. Irrelevant was a backup for multiple years with the Colts. And that made him the best. He, he was the brother of a, a guy I knew in college. Uh, his last name was Harnish. He, he was drafted and he lasted like three or four years as the backup, but he never actually got to start a game or anything like that. That was the previous best Mr. Irrelevant. Like I, I think prior, prior to Purdy going in, if I'm not mistaken, the, the total plays that Mr. Irrelevant, no matter the position had played was only something like 60 plays or something like it was really low. I don't think there was over a hundred. So Purdy has like at this point, like, 10 times more plays than all other Mr. Irrelevance combined. <laughs> it's a ridiculous story. It makes no sense. I never would have thought to even make it up if I was going to script the season for the 49ers, but they have done. Sorry. I was going to say it's, if they win the Super Bowl, it, it's like the 49ers saw the Tom Brady story and said, here, hold my beer. And really so one ups it. Yeah, Brady was a sixth round pick, 199. Brock Purdy was 262. So, uh, Sinan is back, says, let's start talking about putting someone else as punt returner other than Ronnie Bell. Gives me Kyle Williams vibes. He does, honestly. His returning, like I said, you can see it because when he returns, he's holding the ball away from his body. It's like, dude, like you're you're not going to survive at the NFL level doing that. You will fumble the ball. The bigger picture thing is it feels like that kind of stuff is the only stuff that can beat the 49ers. Like it doesn't feel like the other team's offense can drive down the field and stick it in the end zone enough to beat the 49ers consistently. And it doesn't feel like the other team's defense is going to be able to stop them enough throughout the game. It feels like the turnovers in short field situations, fumbling punt returns, fumbling kick returns. That's the only thing that's going to beat the Niners right now, as long as they're healthy. The only thing that's going to beat the Niners is the Niners because they're the most talented team in the league. And they have really, really good coaching that you could argue is the best coaching in the league as well. So that means the only way they beat, they get beat is if they beat themselves. And they have not been doing that. And when they don't do that, you get results like we got today. Niners uh, dominating the Arizona Cardinals clinching the NFC West on December 17th, 45, 29. What are you all wowing over there? Uh, NFL on CBS tweet. Most games this season with four plus passing touchdowns and zero interceptions. Brock Purdy, three. Second place is 11 quarterbacks tied at one. Jeez. So, yeah, he has three games with four touchdowns and zero interceptions. Nobody else in the league has more than one. Trent Williams and Christian McCaffrey took the podium together. Uh, Trent Williams said, we're Rob and big, which apparently is a callback to uh, a a TV show. Yeah. Rob Jerdeck. I don't know who that is, but sure. You don't know those MTV shows? No. The skater guy. All right. That's a thing. Apparently. Wow. Rob's not hip. Okay. Well, (laughs) I I would think you, you would know another Rob that actually is hip. 
He's had he's had like three or four different TV shows that were popular. Big is now rest in peace, deceased. Um, but it was a he originally so he created a brand of clothing and shoe line that is really popular amongst skaters. He was a pro skater himself, and then he got TV shows that were really popular when we were in college. So we were like the target audience. Okay. See, well, got to explain these things to me. Apparently, I don't know all the. When I got to bring the swag, right. the show's in trouble. <laughs> um, Shanahan is emphasizing in the post-game press conference that, you know, job's not done, even though they've won the division, all that stuff. But you're just checking boxes right now if you're the 49ers. Number one, one left. Is try to get out as healthy as you can. Number two, get in the playoffs. You did that. Number three, clinch the NFC West. You've done that. Now it's number one seat. That's the box. For three games left so far in the season, what are you chuckling at? I think you might have cut out there uh, again for a split second. So we got we got the gist of it, but you did cut out there for a split second again. Um, but yeah, there's one one box left to, to check, and it's going to take all three weeks to check it, and that's the number one seed. That's it, and they could use it with all these injuries that are piling up. They need it. Yes. And they absolutely do. And if they if they happen to win, you know, I don't know how things are going to fall the rest of the way. But let's say that Seattle beats Philadelphia and the Niners can somehow lock up this number one seed mm-hmm. before the end of the season. I mean, that is the perfect of all perfect situations if it could happen. Now, I don't know off the top of my head what the Eagles schedule is the rest of the way. They have Seattle then they have the Giants, the Cardinals and the Giants again. So that's probably unlikely. <laughs> Unless Jalen Hurts is really, really sick. Other than that, it's probably not going to happen for the Niners. The Niners just got to win out, take care of business. I don't know that I want them to lock it up prior to the last week. I don't really agree with resting starters in the final week when you have a bye week to start the playoffs. That doesn't work out too well for most teams when yeah. you do that. So I don't really want that. Plus, that, you know, you got, you got players like McCaffrey is within striking range now. He might actually be on pace for it. I haven't run the numbers for the team record for scrimmage yards. Obviously, he's closing in on the team record for touchdowns in a season. Purdy, the passing yards record. Purdy, the MVP. There's a lot of reasons why I would like them to try to play a full game in the final week. Plus, they got selfishly, I should say. They've got the Rams in the final week of the season. You know Kyle doesn't want that regular season streak against the Rams to end. And the Rams might need to win that game to get in the playoffs. Right. Yeah, they beat uh, Washington today. I've maintained that I think they're going to sneak in. There's seven right now in the NFC. They're at seven and seven. Uh, Minnesota wins the tiebreak over them in New Orleans because of conference record. So it's Minnesota six, Rams seven. Uh, The Saints are at eight. They're at seven and seven also. Seahawks could get to seven and seven with a win. So we'll see how that shakes out. But yeah, that that last week of the regular season probably will mean something for the Rams. Let's just enjoy this one, Levin. The Niners win 45-29. This is a game. No one's going to be talking about the 49ers this week. It's going to be ho-hum. They clinched the NFC West. Because when you kick the hell out of a team so completely, the national media just doesn't talk about you. They just move on to other stuff. They're going to be talking about Dallas getting destroyed. They're going to be talking about Cleveland, who got a last-second win. They'll be talking about Miami. This is just going to be uh, ignore the Niners. They're really good. And those are the best weeks. I will sign up for more of those happily. Yeah, the Niners are going to stay on top of the mountain in power rankings. 
NFL standings, mm-hmm. all of that. And like you said, they did what they were supposed to, so they're not going to get talked about a whole lot. Enjoy the rest of your night, everybody. Thank you for hopping in with us. We so appreciate it. Like and subscribe to the channel. If you're new to the show, we are live every single weekday on YouTube. We do live long-form shows. We're live on Facebook and Twitch. We do 49ers and 5. It's a five-minute daily update in the mornings that gets you caught up on everything happening with the team, press conference clips, best clips from radio interviews, everything you need to know about the team. So you want to like and subscribe to the channel, rate, review, and follow the Gold Standard Network podcast. And if you're in the Bay Area, you can hear us live every Sunday, 8 a.m. Pacific time. We will be there for at least the rest of the regular season. You can catch us. We are growing. It is all due to your support. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, and if you see a live show scheduled at noon, be skeptical. All right. It's probably the wrong did it wrong. <laughs> I've had some trouble, okay? I have had trouble. I apologize. I will get it fixed. I promise. Enjoy the rest of your night, everybody.